Our scripture reading today is Matthew 15, 21 through 28. Jesus left that place and went to the district of Tyre and, and cited. Just then, a Canaanite woman from the region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all, and his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only for I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord help me. He said, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for us as you wish. And her daughter was healed from, from that moment. This passage is one that shakes people up. And it shakes people up for a couple of reasons. But I don't think it shakes people up the way that it shook them up when it was first happening. When we read this passage, Jesus is walking with his folks, with his, you know, he's constantly on the move, uh, and people are coming up to him and everything, and the disciples are still trying to, uh, they kind of want to be the, 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 the press people for, for Jesus. They kind of want to steer him where they think that he should go, but he keeps going where they don't think that he's supposed to be, you know? And like they keep trying to uh, kind of clear the path for him and everything, because religious leaders at that time when they walked, people would clear a path for them. They would kind of leave them alone. They had this status, you know, kind of like celebrities do when they get out on the red carpet and there's that barricade holding anyone out so they don't have to be touched or talked to or looked at or anything like that. You know, that's kind of what they thought Jesus was all about. And he's surprising them every day because every time that he's coming out, he is throwing down those barricades and he is allowing people to come to him. And in many cases, he's going to them. And this is kind of what's happening in this time. They are in an area that is kind of known a little bit for um, uh, a population that has um, other people in. Ooh, other people, not the Israelites. You see, a lot of people thought that when Jesus first walked the earth, that that's his purpose was he was there for the Israelites. Only the Israelites. He, he was there for them. And they really liked that. You know, he was the fulfillment of their prophecy. And if you look at the prophecy, it's true. He was there to restore Israel. He was there to, to make Israel great again. This is where I'm going today. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> but he was there. That's what they thought. The purity of Israel was going to be reborn. And so the disciples are even confused that he's in an area where there are people that are not Israeli. But he's there for a reason. He's there to set an example that will now be one of those little tent poles that will rock this faith to the very core. And it will shake people up and people will argue about this for 2000, what is it, 2022 years now, give or take. He's walking with him. This woman comes up who is not an Israelite. 
And she comes up and she says, please, you've got to help me. My, my daughter is, is possessed by a demon. Now, when they talked about possession back then, it's a little bit unclear. We don't know if they were like, ah, you know, spitting pea soup or anything, or if they had something wrong with them, you know, if it was a, uh, uh, emotional distress or, or whatever the case. You know, they, they often would put it into that category. But all she wanted to do was say, please help her. She's my daughter. Jesus sees the people around him, and he kind of knows the room that he's playing to a little bit. And so he puts on this little, I, you know, you, ever, you know what a, um, a sarcastic grin is? I, I know you do. <laughs> I feel like Jesus, at this point, looks at the crowd and just kind of goes, hmm? You know, and just says, you know, a little to himself, Oh, watch this. I hope, I hope somebody's writing this down that people can read it later. He says, uh, I'm not here for you. Uh, I'm here for the Israelites. Those are my people. She persists. She protests. This is the, one of the first protests of an outsider. She is willing to argue with Jesus. This is something that his disciples are like, that doesn't happen, you know, because they're used to the religious leaders walking and being able to have their way and all that kind of stuff. And what they say, they're the ones that before parents ever said, because that's the way that I've told, because I told you so, they're the ones that said that first. If they said it, it was done. Here's somebody that is not even of their clan protesting and arguing with Jesus and saying, no, no, you need to help my daughter. And he said, it's not, he looks around the room again and he says, you know, it's, it's not right for someone to feed the, the dogs. Ooh. See, that's where a lot of people that read this today find Jesus. Why, why would you say that to somebody? That's, you know, that's like, a, that's like, that's like several Thanksgiving meals all at once, you know, just where someone says something that makes you just really uncomfortable. You got that uncle, you know, that just says that inappropriate thing, and everyone kind of just goes, yikes. <laughs> that's what's happening here is everyone just kind of went, yikes. But the disciples are going, I think that's true. Because everything that we've read, you know, for hundreds of years, way back, is that he was here to restore Israel. He's, he's here for us. This is our nation. This is, a, this, is, this is our time to shine. She is not an Israelite. At the time, people that were not of a certain clan, if you were in a clan, whether it was Israel or somebody else or whatever, people that were not of your clan... Were lower than. They, they did not matter. And so the disciples jump in and say, yeah, push her away because she's not what you're here for. Jesus is ours. Jesus is not hers. And she is, she's like the, the, the brave person. She's like one of the first protesters in our history 
I mean, we have people here that, that protest against governments and they, they protest for change and everything like that. This is a person that is, I mean, Jesus is right there and she's saying, I am not going to take no for an answer. She is saying, I might not be from your culture, but darn it, I matter. And so does my daughter. And she, he says this thing about, you know, I'm not supposed to give it to the dogs. And she slams back in her great debate fashion and says, even the dogs are allowed to eat the crumbs from the master's table. In other words, she takes that insult, which it was an insult, and she turns it foot, right on its head. And if she was one of those religious leaders, you know, we see the religious leaders and everything, and they're always arguing with Jesus, and Jesus just has this one thing, and he whips it back, and he always wins the debate. You know, they say something to try to trip him up, and he always just throws something right back at him that just makes him go, well, you know, and then they walk off. And so his disciples are waiting for him to just go, yeah, but blah, 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 and just have this woman shattered and walk away. And though they can walk and, you know, Israel's all great again, all this kind of stuff. But he doesn't. This person that has come in protest, this person that is from the outside, this person that is seen as less than, this person that is truly, truly by this society seen as a dog, and he looks at her, and he smiles. He doesn't say that, but I know he smiles. And he said, woman, your faith, your faith, she's healed. From that moment, Jesus is setting an example that for 2,000 years, we as Christians have needed to be following. From that moment, somebody has come to Jesus and said, in this world, I am less than, but I deserve the same thing that everyone else does. I deserve to eat from that table, even if it's the crumbs. But at that moment, you see, we, we walk away from this line and we think, okay, she's entitled to the crumbs. Whatever we have, she can have what, what's left. We, we read this like this. You know, you ever been to a, 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 a food pantry, you know, where people are always donating and taking stuff? Everyone always donates lima beans. <laughs> You ever notice that? Nobody, no, nobody donates the first pick. We give people the crumbs. We often do. You ever gone to, you know, a clothing drive or even one of those boxes? There's, there's one over here at the, the store where people are supposed to bring clothes. People end up, you know, just dumping whatever they can, you know, and it's usually, uh, sometimes it's, it's very nice things, but sometimes it's very... It's the crumbs. But we miss the point here. Because the moment that Jesus smiled at her and said, you are healed, he gave her access to the entire table. He gave her access to Christ. She 
She said, I'll take the crumbs. He said, have it all. Have it all. At that moment, Jesus showed the people around him the hypocrisy of saying that we are better than anybody else. He showed them the hypocrisy of saying that as Christians, God is just here for us and not anybody else, and everybody else can have our hand-me-downs, but they don't get the first grab. Jesus, person to person, said, you get me. And that's what we've been struggling with for over 2,000 years. We still want to give people our hand-me-downs. We still want to give people our crumbs. And sometimes we're like those disciples that just said, just push them away. That was the culture then. The disciples thought that they were doing right. You know, here, you know, a lot of times today in Christians, we, we go to church and we act our best. And then we go outside and we act not our best. They were in front of Jesus. They were trying to act their best. They thought their best was pushing people that don't matter aside. And that's when Jesus says, that's not what we're doing now. Yes, it is true. According to the Old Testament, I did come here for the Israelites. When God chose a people to send, first send his message to, he, he chose the Israelites. He still chooses the Israelites. It starts there. But like a drop in a pond, it ripples out. The message started there, but it's not supposed to stay there. The love of Jesus Christ is not supposed to stay in one place. It is supposed to be moving. It is supposed to be reaching. It is supposed to be loving. As Christians, darn it, that's what we're supposed to do. We are supposed to be loving. We are supposed to be reaching people and not telling them, I'm a Christian, I'm reaching you, so you have to be like me now. We are reaching people to say, did you know that you're loved? We are reaching people as disciples to say, I love you. Jesus did not say to that person, I like your faith, but here's what you need to do first. Um, you need to fill out a comment card. You, you need to attend this many meetings. And you need to also change who you are. She was arguing with him. He didn't look at this woman and say, you know, you'd be prettier if you smiled. <laughs> now, just for the record, I didn't say that. He looked at this person who was arguing and said, I applaud what you are doing. You are right. Do we do that? Do we truly, when we walk out that door, do we truly see the world as loved by God? Or do we see us and them? Our message as Christians is defined by that moment right there. A person that is demanding their rights 
A person that is seen on the outside demanding their rights to Christ's face does not get reprimanded, but gets welcomed. Because Christ is trying to send us a message that everybody deserves kindness. Nobody is supposed to be told that they are the dogs. And nobody is supposed to be told that they are just getting the crumbs. Jesus is saying, everyone deserves love, kindness, respect, dignity, and everybody deserves a place at the table. Everybody. That's what's so beautiful about this. You know, today, we look at Christianity as something we have to defend. You know, they're trying to take our faith from us. Happy holidays. I'll give you a happy holiday. <laughs> the message of Christ is not something that we're supposed to be worried about its fragility. We're supposed to celebrate it. We're supposed to truly celebrate it. It's the time when God walked this earth and said, you are loved. That's what we're supposed to do. To everyone. I warned you that we might talk politics. And I, I, I'm not, if you know me, I don't really talk a lot of, of politics. But I also know that Tuesday, uh, it, I, 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 I love the early voting because I I, I've done that already. Uh, Allison and I have, have voted. I want to encourage you all to vote. I want to encourage you that if you can send a message to people, a true Christian message, I want to encourage you to send that message that when we vote, we vote in that Christian mindset. Wherever you, you, you are, I just want you to, to have that mindset of, by this vote, am I inviting people to the table? Is my vote an invitation? Is, is my vote doing what Christ did 2,000 years ago by saying, you are here, you are welcomed, you are acknowledged, you are seen, you are not a dog, you do not deserve just the crumbs, you deserve the kingdom. That's all I'm going to say. I don't usually talk politics, but I just pray that even beyond the poll, and however it happens, however the turnout is, that we remain that message, that we tell the world that loving God because God is love, loving ourselves because God loves us, and loving our neighbor, which is every single being on the planet. May we do that every single day. Would you pray with me? Loving God, we pray that we continue to learn by your example. Not by the things that are, are current and hip and all that kind of stuff, but truly by your example of what you do. Help us to, to see those stories, to feel those stories, to place ourselves in those stories and see the miracle you are. That loving, welcoming, 
generous, kind, Christ-like miracle that you are. Help us do the same. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.